I'm Virginia Allen. I'm Samantha Sherris. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Monday, July 31st. Here are today's headlines. While Congress is out of session, but the House Oversight Committee is still moving forward with its investigation into the business dealings of the Biden family. The House Oversight Committee held a closed-door hearing today and heard testimony from Hunter Biden's longtime business associate, Devin Archer. Archer worked alongside Hunter Biden for years. His testimony before the committee is part of an ongoing investigation into whether Joe Biden was involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings while Joe Biden was vice president. Kentucky Republican Congressman James Comer is chairman of the House Oversight Committee, and he led the nearly two-hour hearing and questioning of Archer today. The Washington Examiner is reporting that New York Democrat Representative Dan Goldman says Archer testified before the committee that Hunter Biden put his father on speakerphone around business associates multiple times over a period of 10 years. Here's what Goldman had to say while talking to the press after the hearing. Uh, The witness, Mr. Archer, was very clear that Hunter spoke to his father every day. Um, that and he indicated that he approximated about 20 times over the course of his 10-year business relationship that he had with Mr. Biden, which would be with Hunter Biden, which would be about twice a year, that uh, Hunter would put his father on speakerphone with um, uh, with whomever was at dinner, and he there was no indication that he had any idea who was at dinner with them. It was just a say hello, I'm at dinner here, and there was nothing related to his business dealings. Biden has previously said he has never spoken to his son about his overseas business dealings. Archer's testimony comes shortly before he's headed to prison to serve out about a year-long sentence for a bond scheme that involved a Native American tribe. We can likely expect more news related to this investigation in the coming weeks and months, so stay tuned. Former President Donald Trump tried to stop the investigation into his actions in Georgia after the 2020 election. Trump's legal team filed a motion in March asking a judge to halt a special grand jury as they reviewed information in the investigation into Trump's alleged attempt to interfere with the election results in Georgia after the 2020 presidential election. But the judge has ruled Trump's objections are not adequate to stop the investigation. Judge Robert McBurney said he found that the argument Trump's legal team made was insufficient because while being the subject or even target of a highly publicized criminal investigation is likely an unwelcome and unpleasant experience, no court ever has held that that status alone provides a basis for the courts to interfere with or halt the investigations. Earlier this month, the Georgia Supreme Court ruled against another attempt to block the probe from moving forward. For now, the Georgia investigation into Trump will continue. Twitter's parent company is now known as X Corp. And X Corp is, of course, headed by Elon Musk. So now X Corp is threatening to sue an organization that claims to track hate speech. The company tracking hate speech is known as the Center for Countering Digital Hate. 
On its website, the Center for Countering Digital Hate says it aims to hold social media companies accountable and responsible for their business choices by highlighting their failures, educating the public, and advocating change from platforms and governments to protect our communities. XCorp sent a letter to the organization on July 20th, stating that the group has made a series of troubling and baseless claims that appear calculated to harm Twitter generally and its digital advertising business specifically. Elon Musk's XCorp argues in the letter that the center's treatment of Twitter is inaccurate. The New York Times reports. The Center for Countering Digital Hate reportedly says Twitter has taken no action against 99% of the 100 Twitter Blue accounts the center reported for tweeting hate. But XCorp says this is either false, misleading, or both. XCorp also says the Center for Countering Digital Hate has used improper methodology to draw these conclusions. The company's chief executive, Iran Ahmed, responded to the threat of a lawsuit saying Elon Musk's actions represent a brazen attempt to silence honest criticism and independent research. It remains to be seen whether Elon Musk will file that lawsuit against the company. A suicide bombing at an Islamic political rally in Pakistan left hundreds injured or in critical condition over the weekend. As of this afternoon, the death toll from the event reached 54. Newsmax reports that ISIS claimed responsibility for the bombing on Monday. The Pakistan Taliban sent a letter to the Associated Press saying the bombing was meant to turn Islamists against each other. The bombing happened at a rally for a conservative Islamic political party called Jamiat Ulama. The bomb detonated as officials announced the arrival of one of the party's leaders. Police reported the bomber detonated his vest full of explosives near the stage where many senior political leaders were seated. Jamiat Ulama is known to oppose the overthrowing of the Pakistani government, despite being an Islamic party. Pakistan's Prime Minister Shibash Sharif called the bombing an attack on the democratic system in Pakistan and said those responsible will be identified and punished. The rally took place in Kar, a region near Pakistan's border with Afghanistan. Also, over the weekend, Russian officials say three Ukrainian drones targeted Moscow. One of those drones struck a skyscraper in Moscow on Sunday. Ukraine has taken responsibility for the drone attack. The strike is part of Ukraine's aggressive counteroffensive against Russia. Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky said that gradually the war is returning to the territory of Russia, to its symbolic centers and military bases. And this is an inevitable, natural, and absolutely fair process. Senior Russian official Dmitry Medvedev said over the weekend that just imagine that the offensive, in tandem with NATO, succeeded and ended up with part of our land being taken away. Then we would have to use nuclear weapons by virtue of the stipulation of the Russian presidential decree. So just how likely is it that we would see Russia use a nuclear weapon against Ukraine in the coming months? I ask Heritage Foundation's vice president of the Davis Institute for National Security and Foreign Policy, Victoria Coates, that very question. And she said, while it's always a possibility that the Kremlin would use nuclear weapons, Russia does recognize how that would heighten the conflict. 
Coates joins me tomorrow morning on the Daily Citadel interview edition for a deep dive into the latest on the war between Russia and Ukraine and to answer questions about what America's role should look like now and some of the mistakes that have been made along the way. So be sure to check out our conversation tomorrow morning. But with that, that's going to do it for the Daily Signal's top news edition. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Also, make sure to take just a moment to subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you like to listen to podcasts. It really helps us reach more listeners when you take a moment to leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.